If you are able, please stand as the Christmas gospel concludes from Luke chapter 2. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. The Christmas Gospel. Please be seated. Well, you can't say this enough. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Who can embrace the wonder and the power of Christmas better than a child? There is a wonder to this night. There is power in this night. It is a holy night. And who better than a child to embrace its wonder? This was no more true when I was in grade school and on Christmas I embraced literally this. Mattel Electric Football. Kids of the 70s, can I get an amen for this game? Now, I know they've rebooted this, but it's just not the retro. It's, it's great, but it's, I mean, think about it. The red dashes, that's graphics for you. You got Madden football now, but there was, I mean, come on. And then you'd take off, and you'd wait, and you'd see an opening, and then you'd go across about eight yards, and then you'd come back to the other side. I mean, electronic gaming genius right there. And then you keep going, and you get tackled. Second down. And then you see your opening, and then you go for it. And you score. Now fourth down, you don't make it. And you got to hand it over to the person you're playing. Who's played this game? Amen. Say amen. Now, a couple years later, my mind was blown because my neighbor Paul had to one-up me, as he always did, he got this version, Coleco. Coleco, you start in the backfield, and you have blockers. You have blockers. And you can do what? If you, are, if you know your uh, retro football handheld gaming, what can you do that you could not do in the Mattel version? You could pass, that's right. You could pass the ball and this little dot went blinking across and you hope it didn't get intercepted. And I embraced that pre-smartphone, pre-iPod, pre-everything. Then there was the Christmas I got to embrace this gift, 
Hugo, man of a thousand faces. Or as I like to call him, Hugo, man with the face that gave me nightmares. <laughs> That's what he looks like. He's a puppet. He comes out of the box. And what you see to the right half of the screen is what he could look like when you put on a wig and glasses and scars and all sorts of facial hair. It's not exactly that great. Now, drones are very popular in the last several years. Drones are cool, but we had something cooler, the Verdi Bird. Kids, you see that red helicopter there? This was a drone connected to that centerpiece on the right by a metal stick. And the Verdi Bird flew in circles, and it would reverse. And in later versions, it had the hook that you could pick up the road barriers and drop them in front of the bad guy car and then come back around and pick up the bad guy car and take him away to the police station. But none of these three gifts, none of them, none of them came close, came close to when I was a kid for the following gift, and I need a drum roll, please. Drum roll. And bam! <clears throat> the Evil Knievel action figure and stunt cycle. Amen that, somebody. You rev them up on the red plastic thing that costs about eight cents, and then you let them go, and he takes off jumping over the Snake River Canyon and all the cars and all the matchboxes you own and every other thing you could find, you could jump him over. And it was the greatest toy ever and it's the greatest toy that will ever be made until Jesus comes back. <laughs> there is something about the wonder and the power of embracing a gift at Christmas time. And I would like everyone here, no matter what your age tonight, to ponder coming to the Christmas story like a child. Because there within the Christmas story is the greatest gift, all kidding aside. The greatest gift you will ever receive. And when we come to the Christmas story like a child, it can change our lives can change our lives. How many of you have either yourself been in at some part in your history in a Sunday school or preschool Christmas pageant, or your kids have been, or your grandkids have been? Raise your hand right now if you've ever been in one of those things. Look around. There is a power and a wonder when we come to the Christmas story like a child. We have a preschool here called Little Blessings with hundreds of students. Some of you college kids here tonight were in Little Blessings. It's still one of the most wonderful things uh, of our congregation. We're so proud of Little Blessings Preschool. And Wade Nyheis, our media and production director, sat down with some of the Little Blessings kids to get their version of the Christmas story. Take a look. Thank you. 
God promised to send a special king called the Messiah. Isaiah was a prophet who listened to God and spoke the word of God. Isaiah said, Messiah soon come. And I was Isaiah in the show when I held up the light. <laughs> Angel Gabriel was sent by God. Do you The angel said, don't be afraid. The Lord is with you. You've been chosen to have God's son. It was almost time for the baby to be born. Jesus wanted everybody to be counted. Mary and Joseph traveled to Bethlehem. Mary and Joseph rode on the donkey. They couldn't find a place to stay. No room for them in the end. The innkeeper said, You couldn't go in the stable. It was full of animals. The lamb and the donkey and the cow. Sheep. I know this. A sheep? A sheep, a cow, and a donkey. Pigs? And a mouse. One mouse. <laughs> and a buddy. One buddy. During the night, Mary gave birth to Jesus. She wrapped him in a blanket, laid him in a manger, and it had hay in it. In the morning, the cow had a big surprise. Jesus was in his feeding box, and a filled their bath for him. Shepherds were trying to stay awake to protect their sheep, to try to keep their sheep away from wolves. Suddenly, there was a green light, and they were afraid. Angel Gabriel had an important message. The angel said, hurry to Bethlehem. The seen Messiah, who was born this day. Hurry to see the baby right now. He will change everything. The three wise men saw a new star. It was so bright that they knew it must be the star of the king. They began to follow the star. The star led him to Bethlehem. Why did the camels to Bethlehem? And it took them three years. But they found Jesus. The three wise men came to bring gifts. Yes, they gave gifts to Jesus. And they gave him rare gifts of gold. Frankincense, mom. They worshiped the baby who was born in a barn. The baby who came to be a light for the whole world. The end. Let's hear it for those kids. <laughs> and now here's something Jesus says in the Gospel of Matthew. He says, unless you change and become like a child, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Unless you change and become like a child, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. What is Jesus saying? That we're supposed to have sort of the mature mind of a child to simply to, to get to a place where we can believe the Gospels, where we can believe what happened on that first Christmas night. We have to be that young, that, na that naive and open to... No, that's not what Jesus is saying when he says you have to change and become like a child or you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. What he means is we have to have total dependence, total dependence on our Heavenly Father. It's not unlike a child who looks to adults for sustenance, for nurturing, for knowledge, complete dependence that child has on adults for those things. In the same way Jesus was saying, you have to be like a child in matters of faith to be totally dependent, 
totally dependent on your heavenly Father and your Creator to understand what it means to have faith in the one who comes to us this night. And so we ask the question, how can we do this best? How can we do this? We can't roll back the clock. We can't become younger. So how do we best become like a child in matters of faith to connect with the Christmas story? Look no further than Mary, the mother of Jesus. Luke chapter 2, verse 19. We read, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. She treasured up everything that happened that first Christmas night in her heart, and she pondered them in her where? Her heart. Turn to someone and say, in her heart. Say that to somebody. Now, what does this mean? The Greek word here for heart is cardia. So let's all say cardia. You can hear cardio in there, right? Our English word. Cardia. Say it again. Cardia. There are 800 references to the heart in Scripture from cover to cover, and not one of those 800 references refer to the blood-pumping organ in the middle of your chest right now. When it says Mary pondered them in her heart, cardia, the meaning of cardia is your the very center of your being, the very center of yourself. It's what makes you unique from the person sitting next to you right now. Because although we all have the organ called a heart, it's our cardia that makes us unique. It's our cardia that allows for the divine. It's our cardia that allows for faith. It's our cardia that makes us the wonderful, unique person that we are. And this is what Mary was pondering in her cardia on that first Christmas night. And to come at Christmas like a child is to do that because this is a holy and sacred night. This is a holy and sacred night. And the God who is holy wants to connect this Christmas story tonight with your cardia, with your very center of yourself. And it doesn't matter what your age is. In fact, I would suggest tonight there is someone here that needs now more than ever in their life to reclaim a childlike faith in the creator of the universe, your heavenly Father, who sent Jesus Christ into the world for you on this night. And so come to the manger. Come to the manger and look therein like a child, totally dependent on your heavenly Father for the gift of faith who, who comes to you tonight. Emmanuel means God with us. He's right here by the power of the Holy Spirit and he wants to enter your cardia. Nine. Uh, six years ago, a nine-year-old girl was waiting to talk to me after one of our Christmas Eve services, and uh, we pastors will be talking with someone, and we see, we see the person in the wings. We see you there, right, Pastor Tam? We see you there. We know you're waiting to say something to us, and we can't wait to talk to you. So I saw this nine-year-old girl, and I knew she wanted to tell me something, and, this, and then, so I said Merry Christmas to the people I was talking to, and, uh, and uh, so then I, 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 the nine-year-old walked up to me. And she looked up at me, and I could tell in her eyes that something was up because this nine-year-old girl 
was my daughter, Lauren. And she looked up at me in that hallway after Christmas and she said, Dad, I feel closer to God in my heart. Cardia. My prayer is this holy and sacred night there is a child within and you will draw as God draws you closer to him. This is the night that God's love comes to us in Christ. God's love is born to us in a Savior and now she's not nine anymore but she's going to sing about it as we collect the offering tonight. And so listen to the words of this song. May we pray. Gracious God, we give you thanks and praise that you come to us at Christmas. You call us to connect with the Christmas gospel that you love the world so much you sent your only son in a tiny baby. Lord, this is the night your love was born for us in the baby Jesus. May we ponder that incredible truth in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray and we all said together, amen.